Hey guys, it's Leo with Dead Air Records, bringing you a special quarantine apocalypse edition of the show. Um, the format as we knew it is now defunct. It's just me out here in the Bronx now. And I don't know if this episode will be anything more than a one-off experiment, but in keeping with the spirit of the show and its commitment to lowering the bar, I thought I'd post this one anyways. Plus, I miss talking to you all. Um, The show is, I drove from Minnesota back to the Bronx last January, and halfway through the trip, Mitski, uh, who I don't know if I've mentioned is one of my all-time favorite people and musicians, uh, released her first new song in months called Cop Car. Um, I was listening to it while I was driving through Pennsylvania, and then thought it might be fun to record my first impressions while I kept listening. And this is the result. Um, so it was more of like a Dead Air Records Reacts YouTube video. Um, <laughs> except it's not good audio quality. Uh, a lot of rambling and done mostly in an effort to keep myself entertained while driving like eight hours. Um, so I wound up uh, finding these audio files uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I listened back to them, and I thought they were kind of sweet. Um, it's not like a formal analysis. It's not really even accurate a couple of times, uh, but it felt honest and worth sharing. Um, so I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope you're all taking COVID seriously and staying healthy. Hope you all know that Black Lives Matter. Uh, I hope you're all weathering these end of times we're all heading deeper and deeper into. Uh, if you're in the U.S., I hope you vote. Uh, please request your absentee ballots if you haven't already. Um, I hope you're seeking therapy if you feel you might benefit from it. Um, yeah, be safe. I love y'all. Take it away, Mitski. Oh, 
First line is, uh, what is it? I get mean when I'm nervous like a bad dog. I get mean when I'm nervous like a bad dog. Like a bad dog. I get mean. Uh, I think that's a tritone too. Trying to find like the key center, and what I'm pretty sure is going on is that because it's like because it's this like tritone throughout it, I'm not entirely certain yet if there's like a home key, quote unquote, because it's kind of more of like a like a Bartoki kind of just like what's that called? I kind of think of it like Stockholm syndrome almost is like. When you don't have a key, right? When you don't have like a do, re, mi, fa, so, la, si, do, do. We love do. Good friends with do. Do's our best friend. And then if a song tries to fuck with that and tries to give us not a do, right? They don't want to give us like home. They don't want to give us away from home. They don't want to give us our nice one, four, five, one. They don't want to give us any of like the normal tonality that, uh, that a song tends to have. What winds up happening is you kind of create your own home center. Just kind of, I don't know if Stockholm Syndrome is the right word for it, but it's like, it's like your brain wants a tonal center. Your brain is so, we're so fucking hardwired to have like our, our, our safe kind of space that we know we're at home. 
that when we don't have one, our brain kind of makes one up. It's kind of like, oh, you're not giving us, like, normal functional harmony in this song? Well, guess what? We're gonna, we're gonna pick one of these things that the song is giving us and kind of call that home. Um, which is, I think, what a lot of, like, early 20th century music sort of realized. Like, Schoenberg and Bartok and, like, Berg and all those guys, Stravinsky, too, what they kind of realized is that they could kind of fuck around on the edge of things, and if they just repeated kind of a certain note a lot, people's brains would just be like, I'll take it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not the hero we need, but it's the one we have right now. <laughs> so they just kind of, like, immediately go for that note as the home note, even though it's not really our home. And I could be wrong about all of this, like, I'm driving from fucking Clarion, Pennsylvania, back to the Bronx right now, but, like, this is what, this is what I'm hearing. So, like, that bass that I was talking about, that da 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 I think I kind of associated the higher note, the da 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 with kind of being home. Especially because there's that one part where um, it drops down to the lower, the, the lower tritone, and then it kind of walks back up in like a very modal, like Locrian way. It's like ya da 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 ya da 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 and we like return to that note via like stepwise motion, like steps leading up to it. Just like we would with like Do Re Mi Fa Sol Sol La Si Do And we're like, hell yeah, we took four steps up from Sol back to Do, we're home, baby. And even though that's not the notes of what's going on in this song, it's kind of the same effect. It's like yeah, da, 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 da. I'm even wondering if it's a fucking tritone. Maybe it works because it's not a tritone. I'll listen again. What notes would it be if it wasn't a tritone? One of the things I do, because I don't have perfect pitch, is I try to... I know all my theory semi-well. No, I'll give myself credit. I know my theory well. Not, not, not like, astro-scientist, physicist, whatever well. But, like, I can work my way around some shit. But I don't have perfect pitch, so I never know what fucking note anybody is playing at any given point in time. It's just like... Oh, this song is in, uh, just blank major, right? Or blank minor, or blank, maybe not a key, like this Minsky song. Though I'm pretty sure this Minsky song is kind of in a key. But what happens to it is you can kind of substitute in any pitch on the piano, which is kind of cool. You can, like, I'm not, I'm not really, like, tied up in, like, exactly what the notes are and trying to place them all. I can kind of think about it functionally. So if, let's, for example, say that that first note is a C. Do, 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 do. Then if you think about, like, what is... I know that that is a tritone. At least I'm, like, 90% sure that that's a tritone. Ooh, it's a pretty hawk. But it's a red-tailed. I'm 99% sure that that's a tritone. So, what's a tritone below C? F sharp. Do, 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 do. Fa, 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 fa. And then if we take a step up from that, ha 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 ha, we're on what G sharp, 
and then la 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 would be A sharp, and then back to Do, la la fa so la do. Except that doesn't really make sense because if we're thinking about it in like stepwise motion, the jump at the end there from the la sharp to the do would be like a fucking hang on diminished third, and we can't have that, so let's rename it, which is fun, because I can do it all, you can just do this, it's like a little mind experiment, like a fill-in-the-blank sort of, it's like crossword puzzles, I always think about fucking crossword puzzles, so, we want a nice step from the last, whatever that is, so if we're calling it do, is where we're landing, what's a step below do, that would be C, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, si, do, um, but we want a C flat because it's a whole step. So then we can work backwards from that. We go, we wind up on do. We have a C flat before that. We would have a La flat before that, and we would have a Sol flat before that. So Sol 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 La 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 C C C C Do. Wow, these are pretty fucking hills. Damn, I'm about to go over a fucking gorge gorgeous ass gorge up in here. Okay, yeah, so we've got a little bit, I'm trying to think of what scale has Do, C flat, La flat, Sol flat. I don't really know, because the Do does feel a lot like home. Is there a world in which that's not a fucking tritone at all? It's just a perfect fourth down? Wait, let me throw... I got hung up on uh, music theory and bullshit there for a minute. Um, let me give the other first impressions. It's like a spoken-ish song? Spoken-sing? I don't know what you would call that. Sprachstimme is like the Schoenberg term, but like, that's way too technical for this. Mitski just has this like, fucking beautiful ass way that she can like talk, but also kind of, you know, it's singing. It's the same as in, uh, not happy. What is it? Dan the Dancer? It's the, he loves her more than life itself. She loved her more than life itself. So, yeah, so I was talking about the, uh, the speaking thing. The speaking, vaguely singing. She's singing like pitches, right? I get me when I'm nervous like a bad dog. But I could also, like, you could picture her, like, live on stage kind of saying that, almost. Like, the backing is there, like a dum bum 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 She's just like, I get mean, I get mad like a bad dog, or something like that, right? You are hearing the pitches that she's singing, but, like, overall, the, uh, the thing you're more hearing is almost an inflection. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, it starts low, like down here, then it goes up. She has a, what would I call it? She has this like voice that she can do that you can just feel it's like angry, like bubbling underneath sort of, like in uh, in Townie, when she's doing like the talking part. But it's like this voice that just sounds pissed. But like a really quiet pissed energy. 
which is like, I fucking love of hers. It's like, she doesn't have to fucking scream for you to know that, uh, that she's fucking, like, pissed with you. Um, which is kind of like the whole vibe of this song. And to be honest, it's like, in her kind of angrier songs, the music doesn't really match it all the time. Which is kind of interesting. I mean, like, music doesn't always have to match what anybody's singing out, and more often than not, it really doesn't. But this is, uh, I'm not sure if it's a rare example. I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but it's like something I'm not as used to with Mitski is having kind of the the aesthetic of the instrumentals kind of match the lyrics and the vocals. Like, the vocals are tense, the vocals are, like, dirty and, like, kind of spooky, and, like, the music matches it, right? You've got that, like, fucking, like, deathcore grindy, like, bass going up and down. Um, the other thing I kind of want to point out is just how fucking wild that kind of outro section at the end is. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm sure, like, you noticed it too, but, like, there's this, like, acoustic string instrument, like, jam improv free association thing at the end where it's just like... Like, it just sounds like if you threw me and, like, a couple other people who didn't know how to play any violins or violas and shit into a room and then had us all try to just, like, make sounds at once. Um, that's kind of what it sounds like, and it's this, like... Why is that so significant? Why is that so... So I think it's because... Okay, so hear me out. I'm gonna go on a little bit of, like, a philosophical tangent here. Um, when somebody knows how to play an instrument, right? They, the, when they make a sound, when they make a note, like a ba, if you play that on a string instrument, it's very simple, right? It's just a note. But what is also contained in that note is like this other whole universe of shit, right? It's that we're aware of the note, we're aware of the pitch, we're aware of the blah, 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 blah. And that's all that like music theorists need to like think about when they're doing like music theory. But the other aspect of it is that there is a performer playing that note. There's a violinist pulling a bow across a string to get that pitch. There is energy involved. There's a arm or some sort of like pulling device pulling across that string, right? Because like silence is like the sound of no energy, right? Sort of, I don't know, that's that's kind of dumb. But no, that's not dumb. There's something to it. Silence is like, when there is silence, it is the absence of energy. It's the absence of, like, intention. There can be intentional silences, but when there's nothing else, there's just silence. So silence is like the sound of, like, of death, of, like, ceasing to exist, basically. So, if that's silence, and pulling a bow across a string is, like, intent, it's energy, but it is focused, uh, it is energy that has understanding. You know how to 
pull a bow across a string. It's not an easy thing to do. Especially if you want to get, like, a solid pitch running out of it, too. It's like, ma. You have to know where to put your finger. You have to know how hard to push down. You have to know that you can't touch any other parts of the string. You have to know which of the four strings you're pulling the bow across. You have to know shit about how to make your bow. If you have a nice, clean note, you're getting, like, probably a couple years, at least, of, like, good foundational learning and knowledge that's what you're hearing you're hearing somebody fucking demonstrate their ability to actually play this instrument and maybe it's particularly kind of of note with uh with string instruments just because they're so unintuitive and they're so like hard to actually get like a good sound out of like piano you can just kind of hit something and you get actually an okay sound um, violin way harder. So, why then is it so significant when there is a whole, there is this chaotic fiddling, this chaotic, like, da, 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 da. why is it, why is it, what is the, what is the effect of, like I said, having, like, a bunch of me's in a room trying to figure out how to play violin, doing a bad job, and recording it? The effect to me is, is just energy. It's energy without knowledge. It's energy without, um... I mean, it's energy with a little bit of knowledge. Like, I know that you're supposed to pull a bow across the string. Like, I'm with you that far. But, like, I can't make a single note. I can't make a good pitch. I can't make it sustained and even. Like, it's just gonna be like... So the effect is energy without focus. Which is what I'm getting to here. Is that... I get mean when I'm nervous, like a bad dog. The, this kind of intensity that she says this line with, and this sort of dark, angry sort of music underneath it, and this tension that is, like, combined into all of this, it all is, I would say it all falls into this similar family tree of, like, just energy. Like... Yes, her voice is beautiful and and she's getting exactly what she wants out of the pitches in her voice. The backing music is doing exactly what it's supposed to do and everything. But the effect it still creates with I get mean when I'm nervous is this kind of like uh, sparks sort of flying. It's this kind of uncontrolled improvisatory not improvisatory, that's a dumb music word. Um it's this feeling like something's about to explode a little bit. Feeling like, feeling like the pressure in, like, the can is, is getting to be, like, too high. And, like, the top is about to pop off. And so, like, why do those fucking acoustic string instruments with, like, no, no trace of, like, knowledge or rhyme or reason or intent why is that so effective I think it's because it matches the aesthetic, the vibe I think it's funny that vibe is basically like people needed the word aesthetic but aesthetic is too like dumb and like highfalutin a word so people just came up with vibe which is so much better of a word um the vibe, uh, the vibe of the song is unrefined. It's this pent-up, 
energy, this uncontrolled kind of chaos that sounds like it is about to fucking explode. So, like, the acoustic strings to me are, like, the perfect fucking, uh, what would that be called? Like, a, a reflection of that. Like, a musical, a musical, uh, analogy, a metaphor, a something, a synonym, not a synonym. I don't know. Insert word here that means that matches that. Um, I could also be making all that up, and, like, the reason that it sounds cool to me might be because I don't hear a lot of weird violin playing in pop music very often, and that's a very, like, if we didn't want to get all head heady about it and verbose, like, I obviously just had a great time doing, um, that could be a simple answer, too, is, like, how often do you hear all that? Like, not very fucking much, maybe in, like, uh... I'm thinking of, like, Heroin by, like, the Velvet Underground or something, with, like, the viola. Because when the smack begins to flow, But, like, also that song is a similar fucking thing. It's, it, it, it's showcasing this, this, like, idea of fucking uncontrolled energy that's about to fucking explode. Okay, we're gonna listen again. I'm gonna turn this on and try to not crash. Here we go. Also, I'm not entirely certain, but as soon as this song starts playing, all I want to sing is, My baby, my baby, you're my baby, say it to me. Um, I bet on losing dogs. Which, usually when I want to do that, Sometimes it means that it's just, like, a very similar instrumental, instrumentation, and tempo, at least. Because it matches, like, the, the beats per minute is very close to Bet on Losing Dogs. But in some cases, it is actually, like, the same pitch. Like, I would be not shocked to learn that is the same note, whatever it is. If that's a, if that's a C or whatever, then I would bet that... I would bet that I bet on losing dogs also starts with that C. Hi, quick editor's note. I just listened to I Bet on Losing Dogs, and it turns out they do both start on a G sharp, uh, which is very cool. I'm going to play the G sharp in I Bet on Losing Dogs and then go back to the beginning of Cop Car. My baby. Pretty cool, right? Okay, back to the full cop car. I get mean when I'm nervous like a bad dog. I get mean when I'm nervous like a bad dog. I want to jump into blue water. And I miss riding horses, I miss running fast. I miss riding horses, I miss running fast I was meant for running fast I pretended you reminded me to come through. 
some other things I want to note. Uh, first of all, I am pretty positive that that's the tritone now. I started second-guessing myself with the... That's kind of unmistakable. It's like the, um, the dance macabre. Or whatever the fuck that piece is. Uh, the Saint Sans one. I want to try to pick out more. There's some things that are sticking out to me. There's, um, I miss riding horses. I miss riding fast. I miss riding horses. I miss riding fast. I miss riding horses. I miss. I'm trying to figure out why that sounds like strange to me. Um, I miss riding horses. I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast, I miss... Oh, because it's a fucking six-beat phrase. That's what's going on. So the beat is one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, right? We're in, like, four, four, split up into the clave. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. And her phrases so far have been, um... In groups of... In beats of four as well. The, uh... I get mad when I'm nervous like a bad dog. One, two, three, four. It's this repeating pattern that fits squarely into our 4-4, four, four, right? Um, but this one, I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast. I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast. One, two, three, I... Hang on. This is an interesting challenge. How do I sing this and count it at the same time? One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast. I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. So she starts it over in the middle of a measure that she's that she finishes it. That if she wanted to square it up. I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast, three, four. I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast, three, four. I, like that, right? There would be these two beats of silence to land us back on the downbeat. But what we get instead is, I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast. I miss riding horses, I miss... There's like no pause in between it. And I think that's really fucking cool because it gives this, like, sense of urgency, and she's just, like, skipping over them. There's this, like, urgency to that, that, like, we're fucking going, and, like, get in, loser. <laughs> we're going, we're going to the horse, we're going to the fucking, I don't know, where are they going? The cop car? Uh, or a movie theater that she's burning down or something? I don't know. I think it's really fucking cool. Um, the other line that I can't fucking stop thinking about is when the, uh, it's the line of, uh, I've preemptively blocked all the exits, but it's, like, panicky the way that she's singing it, which is fucking scary. I've preemptively blocked all the exits. Like, I don't know what exits she's blocking about. Maybe there's context in this movie. It does feel a little weird, like, just taking this song and, like, thinking about it in a context completely removed from, like, its purpose. Because, like, yeah, that's the that's the thing about movie songs, is it's, like, you write a song for a movie, 
and like kind of the main thing on your mind when you're writing a song for anything, for like TV, an opera, a jingle, a whatever, a stage play, a ballet, is you're not necessarily thinking like, what would I most like to do? That is there, and you are asking yourself that, but what you're also sort of asking yourself is like, what fits the, the, what fits the themes of this movie? What, what role, why is there music in this at all? Then you identify it, you're like, oh, well it needs to be, um, you know, it needs to, it, she, this person is mad, this person is anxious, this person is about to fucking explode. Head east on exit 124 oh Pennsylvania 879 East. I'm getting some In gas, a quarter mile, so merge onto I-80 East. My friend Becky over here is going to keep us company for a minute and tell me to get back on the freeway. Oh man, my ears are popping. We'd be up fucking high in this bitch. Alright, let's find a gas station. Head south on Pennsylvania 879 West. Hi, Snappies. Yeah, Snappies sounds good. And nobody likes BP. So we're going to go to Snappies and check them out. Um... Okay, so we're going to take a pause because this bitch needs to chill out and uh, I need some coffee. But In 800 great. feet, turn right on the Yai <laughs> East Ramp. In 800 feet, turn right on the I-80 East Ramp. I-80 East Ramp. Yo, this is a whole, like fucking vibe out here. Jesus Christ. Turn right onto the I-80 East ramp, then merge onto I-80 East. And my ears are popping. And there's like a fucking personal little biplane flying above me. I don't know where I am, but it's not fucking the Midwest anymore. But I got some coffee. We're gonna merge back onto I-80. Let's merge! Continue on I-80 East for 237 miles. God damn. Alright, new Mitski. Let me think about Mitski for a second. So, the last time I saw Mitski was at the summer stage in Central Park, I believe on September 10th, and then again on September 11th. I got tickets to both nights that she performed there. And she announced that it was going to be her last shows indefinitely because she was going to kind of take a break and focus on herself. Which a lot of people were really sad about, but, like, I vibed fucking hard with. I don't think it was as simple. I, I'm oversimplifying by say she was going to focus on herself. Like, she had this really, like, profound, I thought, kind of statement that she put out about that if she didn't take a break from music right now, it would become her entire life, I think, was her wording of it. And, like, she wanted to make sure she kind of saved space for herself along with her music. And I remember this really, this really beautiful little thing she said about um, having a home and how she hasn't had a home, like a place that she could just, like, call her home 
I think she said going on, like, five years or something like that, because she's literally just been touring and playing shows and going from city to city and trying to make a name for herself for so long. Like, she's just been putting in work for so fucking long that she's never been able to, like, have a place of residence. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's typical for, like, musicians and bands and, like, people who are, like, really out there doing shit, but... I know that I would be a fucking wreck if I didn't have, like, a place to live. It sounds kind of exciting, and it sounds kind of... Yeah, whatever. Everybody knows this. Like, touring and all that stuff. Like, she is making a name for herself, and she is getting famous, and she is doing all this, and on the road, and oh my god. But also, at the same time, like, I just... I would would be, like, fucking devastated if I couldn't just, like, go home have, like, a space where I was kind of safe to be myself and by myself. I feel, I feel fucking hard for her, and hope she's doing great. I was messaging with somebody on, like, a dating app, and we got to talking about Mitski, or I said something about Mitski, and this person wrote back kind of as a joke, like, oh my god, Mitski, R.I.P., and, like, it hurt to read. And I don't know why, like, I think it was a joke about, like, Mitski stopped making music and is, like, as good as dead now or something. I don't really know what the joke was, but I responded with just, like, Jesus, like, don't say that. Like, something just felt awful about it. Like, it was, it was something, like, if Mitski is not producing things for us, she's, like, dead. And this is not, like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure this sentiment is shared by a lot of people, but, like, this kind of goes back to the, I think we talked about it in the actress-slash-singer podcast episode that we did about, this is what, uh, Sean and Marina kept, like, saying it didn't matter, and all of this stuff, what I was talking about, because, like, how is it useful to us? And I just kept harping on about, um, empathy and realizing that people are people. And that, like, an actor can portray a role and then go back to being a person, but a musician can't really portray this role of their music and then go back to being a person. Like, we associate musicians fully as being their music, and they're kind of entwined so hard together that Mitski stopping making music for a while. Literally, she's, like, dead to some people. And it just kind of hurt. It didn't hurt. It hurt me in, like... It... <laughs> it, it hit me in the in the empathy bone. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm... I guess I'm, I'm maybe going a little overboard on this, this poor person who I... who I have not gone on a date with. Um... I guess I'm just trying to say that I think that's so fucking cool that she stopped music, especially after reading about her explaining that it was because of this fear of kind of losing herself in it. Which I think is, like, why I brought up, why I brought up that message from this person on a dating app is, like, this person, I think... Whether or not it was a joke, kind of has subconsciously combined Mitski and Mitski. They've combined 
the music and the person into one thing. And the idea that, like, Mitski is out there still doing things and she's just not sharing them with us is, uh, is, like, too much to handle for this person. It's like, it's like, dog, this is a human being with, like, a whole ass life and, like, problems and, and like, issues and joys and significance and, like, the fact that you, you sort of value this person only for what they can kind of produce for you. I think that's what I'm getting at, is, like, the fact that this person exists and chooses to share music with us is a fucking, like, joy already. Like, this person could just not exist, uh, not not exist, but this person could exist and, uh, see, I did it right there, too. Um, this person could exist and just not share any of this music with us. And, like, the world would be, like, a quieter place. And it's fucking amazing that she hasn't chosen to do that. Everything's a choice. Everybody gets to make all their own choices, no matter how famous they are, no matter how, like, whatever they are, rich they are. Um, and nobody owes anybody anything. Unless you do. God. What the fuck happened to this podcast? Can we go back to listening to music? I'm gonna I'm gonna change lanes really quick and then get back to some cop car talk because like this is this is going off the rails. Um, let's get in it. Okay, one measure of this note, two measure of this note, three measures of this note, fourth measure. One, two, So what's cool is when she starts singing, the harmonic rhythm speeds up. We go da 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 We get basically like four bars of a harmony change on every downbeat. That is different from, that's, that's a, a faster harmonic rhythm, which just means that the harmony that kind of predominates uh, each, each measure is changing quicker than it was before. So our introduction, we had do 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 what you would kind of assume is that that would repeat, but instead it starts speeding up. It goes one measure, one measure, one measure, one measure. Do, re flat, do, C flat, do. Which is cool. It adds to the anxiety. Like, the song starts and you're wondering, like, what's happening, and then it starts getting more intense, like, right off the bat already. Okay, I misspoke. It was do 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 do
and then that G flat, that tritone. Or whatever it is, because it steps back up to C. It does that. You can hear that. Another thing I want to point out, and I'm actually kind of starting to fade on doing this, so I should probably stop soon, um, but this is like first impressions, right? This song came out yesterday, I listened to it, I think that was like my sixth or seventh time through it. Another thing I'm noticing, there's no chorus, right? This song is a weird fucking form of a song, which also might have something to do with the fact that it's in a movie. Is like, maybe the movie functions almost as the chorus. Like, there's these, like, instrumental breaks where there's no Mitski singing, and, like, I can almost hear them as the chorus, and, like, the chorus being something that's happening on the screen. 
And like, I don't, maybe that, maybe that's too, uh, like, verbose or whatever. But it's interesting, because like, it's just verses. There's no repeated lines. I don't even know where cop car is. Like, if she says the word cop car, maybe that's part of the movie too. But yeah, no, like, the first thing is that I get mean like a bad dog. What I'm nervous, like a bad dog. Um, something about the blue water. And then there's the faster pace thing. There's the, uh, the I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast. I miss riding horses, I miss riding fast. Uh, that's like the second part. And then it's like a boom, it blows up into this shit. And then it comes back and she just repeats the, the, the verse, basically. There's like another iteration of da 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 and then the uh, I can make you calm and I can make you love or whatever I can something to you uh, that's a repeat of the horse part and then there's another big explosion and then the quiet section is just kind of like almost like a semi bridge even though it's the same material it's just quiet and we get I've preemptively blocked all the exits. Uh, and then I think the line is, now I'm going to burn this movie theater down, I assume. I can't really hear her. Which is another interesting... I don't know, I've heard a lot of conflicting reports about Minsky's, um, like, understandability. And I am, like, notoriously bad at hearing what words people are singing in their songs. I don't know if other people are like this, too. But I, like, need lyrics to really, like, elucidate what the song is actually saying. Otherwise, it's kind of this huge mess. But it creates kind of a cool effect, in my opinion, that I think might be intentional. I'm sure Mitski is aware which lines of the song are more enunciated, are clearer, are less, like blurred by the music, are less, like, overwhelmed by the, the instrumentals underneath and the effects than the other ones. Like, there's, there's words in this that I know she knows you had to hear. Like, I've preemptively blocked all the exits. That is, like, we need everybody to be able to hear these words. And she could have done that on the other verses, too, on the other versions of that section. But the second one in particular is a lot harder for me to understand. The first one as well. So the first one, pretty straightforward. I get mean when I'm nervous like a bad dog. And then it starts kind of trailing out. And people have said she takes, like, really, really good intentional care of what you are able to hear about how she says things. What you're able to hear her say which I totally agree with. Like, there are lines of hers where I'm just like, yes, I heard that, and I connect with it on a deep level. And then there's parts of her songs where, like, still, I don't really know what the fuck she's saying. And I don't really mind, is the thing. It doesn't, like, make me feel like I'm not getting the song. Which is a weird, it's a whole weird thing. I almost feel like when I read lyrics sometimes, and when I, like, look up what somebody's saying, like, it almost has the effect of, like, pulling back the curtain and seeing, like, the Wizard of Oz standing behind it. Like, it's kind of funny, because I feel like it's this really big flex, especially with, um, like, at concerts and things. It's one of the reasons I don't love concerts, and I don't love... I don't know, there's a stressful part of singing music with other people to me, or singing along to things, in that there's, like, this test of how well do you know the lyrics, almost. And, like, I don't really care. But yet, at the same time, like, I do feel better 
about myself if I knew the lyrics and somebody else did it. It's weird. It's like this weird power dynamic that, that, that people associate with knowing and not knowing lyrics. There's this, like, whole weird power play involved with, uh, how well do you know this song and you're not a true fan if you don't know all the words and blah, 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 blah. But, like, at least for Mitski, like, no, not at least for Mitski, at least for anyone, um, there's this kind of pride I take in not really even knowing what she's saying in certain parts of it. Pride's the wrong word. There's something kind of almost magical about not knowing exactly what's being said. Because, like, your brain creates words for it, almost. Or your brain creates meaning out of it, whether you really know or not. Um, and I mean, there's a whole... Everybody knows, like, misheard lyrics, and everybody knows, oh, I thought the song was about this, and then I really realized it was about this. But, like, what the song's about and what the blah blah blah's about, it almost doesn't matter, because even if you misheard the fucking lyric, it meant to you what it meant to you, and that can always change. And just because, like, you misheard a lyric or you didn't know what was being said, it doesn't mean it meant any less to you. And I think that's the important thing to remember, is, like, there's this, like, competitive nature to, like, knowing the words and knowing what's going on and knowing what's being said that is entirely made up. Like, you do you, dog. This song means to you exactly what it means to you right now. And if that is, I don't know what she's saying, but I fucking vibe with this hard, then that's exactly what you're getting out of it, and that's fucking valid. I guess I'm trying to think about how to wrap this up now. I am very fucking grateful to get another song. I'm interested in seeing this movie. I think it's called Turning. Literally because of Mitski. <laughs> That's the fucking power she has over me. And... Actually, I had a really nice time making this recording and sitting in this car kind of keeping myself company and talking about this and uh I would like to point out that like this isn't an album review and this isn't like a new podcast and this isn't a whatever this is an experiment with kind of sitting with myself and talking about somebody I really fucking deeply care about and it was really nice um and this probably won't make it to the light of day but if it does uh thanks for um thanks for listening and yeah I'm on interstate I-80 still out here this is Leo of Dead Air Records uh signing off bye billions final report of the commercial starship Nostromo third officer reporting the other members of the crew Kane, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and Captain Dallas are dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off.